<laughs> Remember how I said everything that we just talked about before was just about what you and I can do? Now, let me tell you about the revelation of the Father. The only way to get the revelation of the Father is through Jesus Christ. When you put Jesus Christ in the picture of what I just said, everything begins to make sense. It says in um, John chapter 14, verse 6 to 7, Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. What Jesus is saying, you can't have a revelation of God the Father without me. He's the one that stands in the gap. And when we go before God and he's the judge and Jesus is the one standing right in front of us, says, judge me instead. He's the one that paid the price. He's the one that paid the price for you and I not to be slaves anymore, but to be free. He's the one that not only um, paid that price, but he's the one that connected us between God and the father. The very thing that Eve sin, man sin, that is separated us from. Jesus is the revelation of the Father. And the way that we can figure that out is by his life. You know, what people thought of God as um, before Jesus came was he was just holy. They couldn't even say Jesus because you would die. Seriously. You guys ever watch Harry Potter? This is a bad example (laughs) because it's a cultic. Okay, but just quickly, it's a really good example though. Um, you know, Harry, everybody in um, Wizard Land, okay? Nobody wanted to say Voldemort. I know, right? <laughs> I'm bold like that. Because if they said it, they were so afraid of the name and what it would do. I mean, this was like that times 100 million. They just didn't say Jesus. They didn't say his name. They didn't say, excuse me, not Jesus. They didn't know who Jesus was. They didn't say God because it was just too holy. When Jesus came on earth, if his only purpose was to die on the cross for our sins, then why did he have three years of ministry? If his only purpose was to pay that price for us, then he would have been born, turned 30, and then went to the cross and died. But there was three years of ministry that he had. And the reason for those three, year, three years of ministry was to bring and drop the revelation that God is the Father. You know, in the Gospels, the word Father is mentioned, I think, like 262 times. And I think around 172 of those 262 is spoken by Jesus himself. Father, 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 Father. Father. Millions upon, not millions, but a lot of examples that you guys can turn to where Jesus said, Father. That was not normal, you guys. That was completely brand new for the Jews to hear God as their father. That's something that didn't even cross their mind because they saw Abraham as their father, Isaac as their father, Jacob as their father, but God just as their God. He wasn't father until Jesus Christ came and began to switch and change and eradicate all those things to establish truth in their lives. If Jesus is the example that we're supposed to live by, then how did Jesus relate to God as a son? His life completely contrasted the relationship that everybody thought they could have with God. His relationship with God was so intimate. The fact that that 
is available for you and I is mind-blowing. John 1, 12 to 13 says, Yet all who receive him, to those who believe in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. 1 John 3, 1 says, How great is the love of the Father um, has lavished on us that we should be called the children of God, and that is what we are. God is our Father. That makes a big difference. You guys ever watch the movie Iron Mask? I think that's what it's called. With Leonardo DiCaprio? What's up? I used to watch him when he was like on a, what was it, Growing Pains? No, 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 no. No, he wasn't Growing Pains. He was, oh my gosh, I'm sorry. Y'all just looked at me like, I'm young. If I made that, anyway, it really made me sad for a second. Okay, listen. So here's Leonardo DiCaprio, and he plays um, a twin, I think, in this movie. And um, <laughs> yay, twins. Um, he plays a twin in this movie, and he, he is supposed to be king. How does someone um, become royalty? Like, I was just trying to watch the royal wedding today. Y'all know that that was going down? Prince William, woo, getting married. Okay, why is Prince William a prince? Because of his father. And Leonardo DiCaprio was supposed to be king um, because his father passed away, but he had no idea who his dad was. And there was this huge, like, scheme that happened, and he ended up imprisoned and um, locked up with the iron mask so that he wouldn't see his face. It's crazy. Can you imagine? Anyway... So here is Leonardo DiCaprio, and he's supposed to be king, but he's in prison. And he, has, he doesn't even fight to get out of that situation because in his mind, the only thing that he knows is true is that he's just the servant of a peasant. I mean, a son of a peasant. And he lives the majority of his life in this prison with this mask on, unable to see his own face because he doesn't know who his dad really is. I'm telling you, some of you guys have been trying to change your lives. And you've been trying to change for God, and you've been trying to get better at being a Christian, and you've been trying to read the Bible, falling asleep, and you've been trying to come to familiar and not get in trouble by your staff, and you've been trying to do this and that, but everything would be changed if you understood who your father was. Because you act like you're in prison when I'm telling you that you're royalty. Some of you don't even know what you look like because you don't know who your father is. And you look at yourselves and what you see is, I lack this, I'm insecure with that, I don't really have that good of friends. I'm not very gifted in that. And you have this image of yourself that's not true. That your mirror is completely warped because you can't see who your father is. It says in the Genesis account that we were made in his image. You know, when I have um, my first child, I'm not pregnant. I always have to clarify that because people like so want me to be pregnant that. Anyway, I'm not. 
But when I am and I have my first child, one of the, the coolest things I'm so excited to see is how this child is going to resemble me. You know? You got my face. <laughs> and my chubby fingers. <laughs> and my laugh. And oh my God, Jamie's kid is going to be like, I'm going to pray for your child, Jamie. Because <laughs> her laugh is crazy. You know, but... um. Just, I'm just so excited to see the resemblance because that's the coolest thing. You know, a lot of people post up the, the, the picture, the sonogram picture. Is that what you call it? What do you call that? Mammogram? No, homie, that day. No. <laughs> Mammogram is something complete. I'll talk about that. I'll explain that later, son. Uh, but um, a sonogram picture. And you know, these days it's mad awesome because they have the 3D thing. Like back in the day, it'd just be like this like black and white thing. But now it's like 3D. It's like sick and it looks like this. It still looks ugly and weird and you still can't tell what the baby looks like. But the parents are always like, looks like me. You know, like that nose is mine or I don't know. I'm just like, what? Where's the head? But it's the coolest thing that you can bear resemblance. And, you know, and when I look at myself and I look at my parents and I see, man, I have dad's eyes. I have my mom's nose and all these different attributes. And when God looks at us and the way that he sees us is that he sees himself. I mean, your idea of you, if you're not rightly relating to God being your father, is false. Seriously. Some of y'all think that you're really great. Mm-hmm. Can, I, can I be honest here? Ooh, how much time we got? Can I be? Anyway, I'll just stop there. But um, No, you guys are wonderful, but you're not wonderful without him. It's impossible to be great without God. I know, Matt. I know that was hard to swallow. I was trying to talk to you. Act- no, okay. <laughs> Listen, Jesus came. His whole life was to show us that God's our father. That was the purpose of his life. It wasn't only to reconnect a connection that was broken through sin. It was to show us by example, what kind of relationship, what kind of person, what kind of life, what kind of victory we could have if we understood who our dad was. Some of you guys relate God the Father to your earthly father. And I just want to say don't do that. Because your earthly father will always come short. Even if he's the greatest of dads and he was awesome. Like my dad was an amazing dad. But he, I can't put God under what I saw my dad do. And how I saw my dad treat me. Because God's love for us is absolutely perfect. It's not flawed in any way. There's no selfishness in his love at all at all and so for us to put and put god in the box of our earthly father is pretty foolish we can't do that some of you it's been blocking your relationship with god because you think god is like your dad or god is like your mom and that's not true he's just too good Amen? 
So what I want to say tonight is you're not beggars. You're actually walking in abundance. And the reason why you're walking in abundance is because of Jesus Christ. And you're able to not stand as a slave or a servant, but you're a son because what Christ has done for you. A son whose father provides for everything. You guys need to hear this because most of you in universities are struggling about your future. And you're wondering what you're going to do and how you're going to do it and what occupation and what grad school you need to go to and how you're going to get there and how you're going to pay for it. And you're stressed out and you're filled with anxiety because you forgot who your dad is. You forgot that God provides for everything. It says in Matthew chapter 6, verse 26, if, if I can clothe the, the birds, no, if I feed the birds and, and make the flowers beautiful, dude, this is a terrible version. It's like you got ESV, NIV, and Aaron Lee. So anyway, listen, if God can provide for those flowers and birds, all right, the whole point is he can provide for you. Why do you worry about tomorrow? Why do you worry about tomorrow? You're not a beggar of provision. You're walking in abundance. If you really believe that God's your dad, then everything your dad has is yours. You know what I'm saying? Everything that he has is at your fingertips. Now, what's crazy is some of you think, yeah, okay, that's, that's great, but God hasn't shown me jack. I'm still financially unstable. My parents still are struggling at the store. Blah, 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 this and that. How can you tell me that God provides when I haven't seen provision in my life? And what I have to say to that is simply faith. You know, Judy's been living with me. Judy, where are you at? Yeah, she's my, she's my pseudo daughter over there. Wave. And so Judy's been living with us. And man, the way Judy acts in my house is just nuts because I had Marcus live with us as well. Pastor Marcus, who's going to be preaching him. And Pastor Marcus was very like, um, can I have some orange juice? (laughs) I'm like, yeah, just take whatever. It's yours. Judy, Judy, it's like one o'clock in the morning. She slams open the door and she jumps on my bed, my bed. (laughs) She's like, Hey mom, what are you doing? You know, homegirls, nuts. I love it. She just knows that she's a daughter. Like, seriously. It opens the fridge, right? And she's just, without even that, the homegirl just makes stuff and does stuff. Like, I'm making a smoothie. You want some? I'm like, with my strawberries? <laughs> what? Are we going to pay for that? No, but she knows everything that's in our house is hers. But the key is she has to claim it. That's what you and I don't do. It's like this. We ask God, hey, God, can I get that OJ from the fridge? And God says, yes. And then we just stand there staring at the fridge. (laughs) Hey, God, can I get that OJ? Yes. It's yours. Everything I have is yours. And you just stand there. Why aren't you giving me the OJ, God? You suck. (laughs) Seriously, we act like that. When the difference is, hey, God, can I get some OJ? Yeah, everything I have is yours. Okay. (laughs) Thanks, God. You know what I'm saying? You got to claim it. But the only way you claim it is in by faith and through prayer. But all you're, all we're doing is just like, hey, how come we're not getting this? And how come we're not getting that? It's because you're not claiming what's yours. It's simply claimed by faith. God is abundant in his provision, but you haven't been claiming it. All you've been saying is, I'm a beggar of provision. 
and you've been waiting for things to get handed to you and put on a pl- Listen, we're not, we don't stay babies forever. Okay, you may get spoon-fed when you're a baby, but you get older, and you got to learn how to take that spoon, put it in the food, and put it in your mouth. God is saying yes, but you got to claim it. Y'all listening to me tonight? You're abundant. You're not a beggar for mercy. You're walking in abundance of grace. You're not standing there saying, God, please forgive me. I'm such a sinner. You're standing in abundance of grace. Again, not because of what you did, but because of what Christ has done for you. You know what grace does? Y'all think that grace just covers up your sin, doesn't it? You're just like, oh, I could do that because grace. Well, I'm just going to drink tonight because grace. It's like that really bad commercial. Like, do you want to sin tonight? It's okay because grace. I'm like, what? That's how grace is for. Grace is to empower you to live a holy life. That's why grace is there. Grace enables you to walk and live and talk like Christ has done. It doesn't give you a free pass to act like an idiot. You know what I'm saying? I, t- I thought that that's what grace was. Because my college years, when I was acting like an idiot, okay, every fi- when I went to church, I was like, grace? For that. Grace? <laughs> yeah, no. That stopped working. When I saw my life going to shambles. And I realized, shoot, I kind of don't know what I'm doing. Grace enables you to live a holy life. It empowers you to live a holy life. You're not begging for mercy, you guys. We're not sinners anymore. As children of God, we're saints. Again, not because of what you did. And we're walking in abundance for purpose. Abundance of purpose. We're not beggar. What am I supposed to do with my life? Where am I going to go? What am I going to do? How am I going to be? You're walking in abundance of purpose simply by just being a son of God. You know why we're called sons and not sons and daughters? I know like some versions of the Bible are like sons and daughters because you have to be like woman friendly. Like, yeah, women. Okay. The reason why it says sons of God is because sons are the ones that got the inheritance back in the day. Okay, women were actually, like, part of the inheritance. We were, like, given away. Okay, yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. Okay, until God fixed that. Thank you, Lord. Okay. But sons were the ones that officially got the inheritance. It says that there's neither male nor female, nor Greek nor Jew, that we all represent Christ, and we're all children and sons of God. Anyway, that's why we're sons. That's why you're not going to hear me really say daughters, even though we are daughters. But we're daughters who get the inheritance. Amen? Listen, the point of my message tonight is simple. You're not a beggar. Know who your father is. Know who your father is and what he thinks about you. You know, when Judy comes home at night, I'm not having her fill out what she did all day and a timetable and whether she did her QT or not and whether she cleaned the bathroom, girl, or whether she washed the dishes or whether she did any of her chores. 
I'm not going to stand there and give her a little bit of an evaluation. When she comes home, I'm going to give her a hug. And I'm going to love on her. That's it. And then she's going to get yelled at later on. You know what I'm saying? But the first purpose that she's got is to simply be loved by me. Mm -hmm. She's like, (laughs) hallelujah. (laughs) That's your first purpose. That's your only purpose. I want you guys to just close your eyes for a second. Do me a favor. For those of you that are lying down, sit up. Yeah. Don't lie down when someone's preaching. Yeah. And close your eyes. God wants to give you a fresh revelation that he's your dad tonight. You know what that means, that he's your dad? It means that he's your provider. You know, a five-year-old child isn't worried about putting chicken on the table. That kid knows that dinner's going to be served. Dad's going to take care of it. Mom's going to cook it. Your father's your protector. Some of you have been feeling so unprotected. Why did this have to happen to me? Why did I have to go through that? If God loves me so much, then why did I have to go through that? Why did my family have to suffer in that way? Man, God wants to break those lies because you've been putting blame on him. God is your comfort. Now, I remember when I used to cry. I cried a lot when I was a kid. I still cry a lot now. But I used to cry a lot as a child, and I remember always just running to my dad. And he'd always just scoop me up and just hold me and comfort me. God's our nourishment. He's our teacher. He's our shepherd. You know why these revelations are so important for you guys to know? It's because the truth is you've been trying to provide for yourself. And you've been coming up short. Some of you have been trying to protect yourself. And that's why a lot of bad things have happened. Some of you guys have been hoping that your friends would protect you. And they fell short too. Some of you guys have been trying to seek nourishment and fulfillment other than God. And you're wondering why you're so disgustingly unsatisfied. You've been living like beggars. But I'm telling you tonight that you're sons of royalty. That there is a palace for you to enjoy that's abundant with joy 
and peace and love, protection, covering. Not that bad things aren't going to happen, but when they do, it's not going to affect you. It's not going to steal your joy. Some of you guys have been depending on your family to be those things for you, and they've come short as well. All I want is for you guys to not just acknowledge that God's your father, but allow him to be your father. Allow him to be your provider and allow him to be your comforter and allow him to be your comfort and source of joy. Matt, do you have some music you can play in the background? It's not connected to a speaker. Ben, can I have you up here? John 14, 6, 7 says, Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you had known me, you would have known my Father also. Jesus is the way. We can't be our own Savior. Get that in your head. Get that in your heart. You can't save yourself. Those friends you lean on all the time, they can't save you either. Listen, it's Jesus and him alone that can release the revelation of who God is and him being our dad. And I want to take this time and I want to give you guys an opportunity simply to repent. To say sorry, God, if I've been trying to protect myself. Sorry, God, I've been trying to pr provide for myself. I've been doing things that I thought was going to get me here and help me to do this. I've been relying on myself. And it's been falling short. Let's all just begin to pray staff and volunteer staff can I get you guys come to the front please